Hey, this is Ace Von Johnson from LA Guns, and you are listening to Jace Scott on the Hook Rocks. Check out our new record, Black Diamonds, coming out in April. Hey, you've such a pretty face. Love the ripple and the dress when you walk. A public situation, such a shock. happening everyone welcome back it's jay scott and it's the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast thanks for stopping by and giving us a listen we do appreciate it we are available on all podcast platforms so please set your app to automatic download so you get the latest episode right to your phone and don't forget to follow us on social media on instagram twitter and facebook at the hook rocks we are part of the pantheon podcast network a great network of music related podcasts so check out all the other music podcast on Pantheon and also follow them uh, on social media at Pantheon Pods on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We had some great episodes recently. We just welcomed Rick Nielsen and Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick onto the show. We just had Dorothy Martin on as well. We uh, revisited uh, some topics that we had talked about with her back in December. So uh, please check out that and give that a listen. We talked with Sidney Taylor on the legacy of Randy Rhodes. And we had Richie Kotzen, the guitar player from Winery Dogs, talking about their new album, Three, that was out February 3rd. And moving right along, we've got another episode for you today, another new music spotlight with an artist that I've been wanting to talk with now for uh, a, a bit here. I've been wanting to have him on the show. And he had a new album released in 2022 and uh, just fell in love with the record, fell in love with the music. And it is another new music spotlight, and it is Austin Mead, singer-songwriter and rock and roller. What's happening, man? How are you? Doing great. We're just in Manhattan, Kansas right now, loading into a show at the Hat. Nice, man. How's the how's the tour going? It's been great so far. We've hit a lot of new cities, and, uh, you know, just really it's a surprise up, so that's, that's cool. Um, we're playing a lot of places far from home so it's been crazy to see people that know the songs you know 14 20 hours from my house <laughs> i don't know how it travels but somehow it's starting to travel got some loud speakers yeah, um, yeah i guess yeah as far as um the new album we're going to get into it and we'll get into what's been going on with you but we always ask the same first question every time we have a first time guest on the show and that's what we're all about here at the Hook Rocks. Just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance that hooked you on rock and roll. What was it for you? 
Um, I think it was just going to live shows with my dad when I was younger. He took me to a lot of uh, a lot of different genres of rock and roll. Yeah, I I, I think it was with me. Just um, I was definitely seeing Cody Canada um, play. It's a front man of a a band that, that was called Cross Canadian Ragweed, and since then he's been doing his own thing, which is uh, really great. But he's a big influence on my songwriting. So just in general, like the live show experience is kind of what what sucked me in. Where did it go from there with you, with with songwriting, with playing? Um, what were some of the good steps in your in your evolution? Um, well, my dad was a Southern Baptist pastor, and so I learned how to play music, you know, through the church and stuff, like having to play there. And then all of a sudden, it was uh, time to get out there and start writing my own stuff. So during college, I just started trying to rip up, and um, that's kind of kind of where it all started as far as road dogging. And um, I've been on the road just playing all over the country for about 10 years now so when you think of you know the influence and kind of how they shaped what you do and the music that you make you know what's the approach after you take all that stuff that you've been listening to growing up when did you what did you how did you decide on the approach for your music um that's an interesting question i think there's there's a lot of things that uh, we, we evolve as artists, right? As we grow and as we change. And for me, I just, I want to make, you know, timeless music. And, and I, I really spend a lot of time digging into the, the lyrical stuff. Um, I feel like if, if I had to pick a strong suit. And then luckily for me, I, I ran into a guy named David Willey, who's a hell of a guitar player does a lot of the songwriting with me and um, he came from the metal world and I kind of came from, you know, eighties rock and, and, you know, my dad's record collection and then morphing that with uh, just, I guess a love for lyrics and the love for trying to break anything and things in the least amount of time possible in the fewest words, if that makes sense at all. For sure. What about lyrically, you know, in terms of influence, was there a particular song, a particular writer that really connected with you? I would say back in 2016 through 2019, I was into a lot of Ryan Adams and Tom Petty. And then um, as I got out of that phase, I got really big into Alex Turner of Arctic Monkeys. So that's been a really big one for me. When you write, are you writing about observation, personal experience, a character that you thought about in your in your head? Where do you where do you connect lyrically? Uh, every every song is different. I definitely think for the uh, the last record, it was called Abstract Art of an Unstable Mind, and I really dove into the different characters. So that's that whole record is about three or four different characters that kind of kept repetitively popping up through my writing process in my head. And I wanted to kind of take a journey with them through like maybe their late high school or early college years, all the way into like their adulthood. So a lot of the writing off of abstract art is me just kind of 
living in those characters' heads and some of those thoughts are probably very self-reflective and some of them are, you know, probably extreme on, on one side or the other of, uh, I don't know, just, I always enjoyed writing growing up. That was kind of one of my favorite subjects. I was the kid that, you know, you'd have to write like a two page essay or a two page paper for your writing class. And I'd turn in a couple more just cause I would kind of enjoy con- maybe just seeing where the story goes, you know, like, and with creating, any kind of art, you, you know, as the artist, you, you actually have control over taking the story wherever the heck you want it to go. So for me, that's always a really fun part of life. And uh, this last record, too, was we had a lot of fun with the writing process. Like not every song is so serious. You know, we, we wanted to have a good time and make each other laugh. And so uh, I wrote a lot of these songs, you know, just getting stoned at 2 a.m. and just trying to make my buddies laugh Um, and and I think that there's beauty in that right not every single song has to be like the most like important and the most like so um serious subject to me right like that that makes life boring so um I definitely do get into that in some of the record I think on the back half of the record it, it definitely takes a turn for heavier music and heavier lyrics but uh, I would say the front half of the record is kind of like a fun, like alt rock type uh, side of me. And then, you know, all of my records have kind of had multiple genres in there. And uh, this one I just felt like was the most diverse of, of all of them so far. And that's that's why we landed on the name Abstract Art of an Unstable Mind. And that ended up being the title track off the record. How do you walk that? that fine line with, with your lyrics, with the tongue in cheek humor um, with the story that you want to convey? Uh, I don't know. It's fun to be offensive. So sometimes it's not so tongue in cheek. Like if you go listen to the song violation delight, the bridge on it, I just repeat, it feels so good to fuck you over. You know, it's like, it's one of those thoughts that maybe you finally see someone get what they deserve in your, in your mind or something. And that's just like you just fully loving that moment of man. Ah, we knew what comes around goes around. So um, that one's definitely not tongue in cheek. That's just like up front to the point and just like right at you. Um, there's another, uh, a similar moment in a song called red roof estates where the character is, um you know he's he's just an asshole and so he's about to put his entire life and family and everything he's done on the line just for just for one night with a stripper basically and so the the bridge in this song just repeats temporary mistake more than a temporary mistake and so it's kind of just like the thoughts in his head you know running around and i really felt like those two words painted a picture that can explain a lot of things you know just temporary mistake more than a temporary mistake like it just it got me thinking about more than just that moment you know in time so i i love doing things like that right you you can be direct and to the point with it or you can try to kind of hide things and uh get a little fancy i really enjoy changing up the like the alliteration in the songs and like maybe pronouncing the song or pronouncing a word or using the syllables in different places than than you would think maybe Maybe a song line doesn't necessarily stop. It connects to the next one. Those things are all just really interesting to me. It's like a math puzzle, but with words. And then you add the music in and it just kind of, it becomes this like 
um, I don't know, just like this, this beautiful piece of art. That's just this puzzle. It's kind of complicated to put all those things together. And when they all fall in line, I'm like, that's it. So when someone's writing a movie or a book, they outline the path of the story, right? They, they do a treatment, they do whatever character development. When you're writing about characters and when you're trying to tell a story with music and lyrics, how do you plan out that story? Is that something that you do or is it something that is just in your head and you're just connecting the stories or the songs with each other? Yeah, I would say 99% of these songs on the new record, they all started with with me having either like a, a mini movie or an episode of my characters in my head that, that I had mentioned earlier. And um, it was kind of just like seeing how far we could take it, like, what would be hilarious for this thing to happen now or what would be heartbreaking? You know, some of them it's like, what would uh, be an interesting take on what's going on either in this person's head or just around them in their environment. Um, but it, it definitely did feel like every single time I went to go write for this last record, there was already like some kind of a movie in my head. And I feel like it got easier as it went just because once we kind of developed who the characters were, then we were able to like dive into them deeper and be like, okay, how can we make the listener hate this person more or love this person more? And that's, that's what makes me fall in love with, you know, my favorite TV shows or movies is I feel like I have a connection or story to the person because I get to know that character, you know? Um, so there, there's definitely a lot of that. And we were able to illustrate some of that and, and some music videos that we put out with this one. There's still a lot more that I'd like to do music video wise for this record. But um, I think we're on the way there right now. <laughs> it's an interesting way or interesting perspective to write music, you know, writing the story, kind of like a, a character development into a storyline throughout a whole record. How do you keep focused on that? And, and is it the approach that you want to take with the album itself, the music itself? Or, you know, are you adding personal experiences into these stories or is it completely separate unto its own self? No, I mean, there's definitely some things that I've probably wanted to say for a long time that I just uh, maybe it's easier for me to say them through a different character. Right. So like Loser Mentality was the first song that we put out off of this last record. We put it out a little over a year ago. Um and I don't know, I just, I love the idea of a loser mentality. It's like, you know, you always hear growing up, got to have that winner's mentality. You got to, you got to want it. And I'm like, you know, fuck that. What if I just wanted to have a good time? Like I could win that way too in my, in my head. So that song is an example of definitely some personal stuff coming out in there. Um, I think, I think each one of the characters that I was writing about definitely reflects a little bit of myself. Um, but it's fun to also push that to the max and push it to the edge and like, I don't know, say more than, than you would actually do in real life or do more. I mean, it's, it's all about enjoying the, enjoying the story and enjoying the ride of writing. Um, the record before abstract art was definitely a lot more like personal experiences, I guess, came from more of like a serious side of writing. Maybe I was a little bit more mad in life whenever I was writing the Black Sheep record um, and felt like I, you know, really wanted to, like, put my foot down in some areas. And so maybe that's why that record was called Black Sheep, 
and I'm just talking out loud, thinking, you know, stream of consciousness here. But then when we went to go write for abstract, I just felt like I was in a better place and I was just more free with myself artistically and, and writing wise and open to more, uh, different types of, of, of music or guitar riffs and just open to more fun storylines, you know, rather than just kind of like having to be in this box of look at this record, this record is me. It's who I am. I feel like if that's all you can do as an artist, then you better be the most fucking interesting person in the world for your entire life. Or you're pretty damn self-righteous. if you think that everybody just wants to hear about you only all the time. Is that why you create so much? I mean, when you look at the last few years, I mean, you've put out three albums, which um, obviously is indicative of what the music industry is now. You constantly have to be putting out material. But when you speak about your creative side and 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 how you create and we talk about you know with this latest album with the storyline and then the last album personal you seem to really love the creative process and and you seem to love to really kind of tap into a character or an observation or something that happened like you truly do make your music like a diary uh yeah i've I've really fallen in love with creating music over the last couple of years. Um, it's also, it's also like, it's also a challenge to, I'm like a super competitive person. So I always want to make a better thing than I did the last time. Right. So I'm always challenging myself. Like, how can I beat that last song? How can I beat that last melody or, or, or that last word, you know? Um, every time I write a song, I'm like, how can I beat the last line that I just wrote to make this next one better or make it pop? So it's definitely a love for like the creation of, of, of the art, but it's also, uh, like maybe like a never ending cycle of competition in my brain. Is that competition healthy all the time? Cause I mean, you can drive your, you know, you can, you can drive yourself mad trying to beat the next thing. How does that work? How do you work that out with yourself? I have no fucking clue, dude. I <laughs> I just do it till I die, I guess. I don't know, right? Like artists are, uh, I don't know. It's like a lot of my favorite songwriters are usually sad people, you know? So it's like, uh, I think it's just in our blood that we just have to just keep going and keep keep uh creating or, or at, you know outdoing ourselves like i i do really enjoy what i do and i love my life and i'm super fortunate um and i think that a lot of the reason that i enjoy like torturing myself on the road all the time and shit is because like i'm trying to do better than i did last year <laughs> you know so it's just like going all the time i think it's just ingrained into my brain i don't i really don't know is it healthy i I don't know. It's fucking fun. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when you think about the, the album that you just did, you know, the storyline. I mean, it, when you're creating, and, you're, and you are a creative person, you've got to get this music out, right? It's it's it becomes part of you, becomes part of your soul, and and then you've got to get that outlet, you know, to find or find an outlet to put it out to make the music. And some artists are very patient with that process maybe patient is the right word but they just you know let the process come to them where 
you know, let me know if I'm I'm wrong on this, but you go after the process. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely try to uh, stay ahead of the curve. And, um, you know, we, we had whenever we have a month or a week or whatever off from um, actually traveling and touring, then we usually try to get a couple of days worth of riding in and just see what falls out. I think that like because we tour so much and stay on the road, I think a lot of things accumulate in your brain um, over just from so many experiences from being in different states every day, you know. And I think whenever you finally get a day or two to sit down and reflect on that, it's just kind of a natural way of letting it fall out of your brain, you know, and like decompress maybe. When you're writing something like this with characters and a storyline, right. And, and you, you have this idea when you're, when you're writing and maybe another song Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. pops in your head or an idea for a song pops in your that maybe doesn't fit what you're currently doing, like this story on this album. Does that keep driving you to, you know, finish what you're doing and then knowing that you have other material that maybe you conceive, maybe you've written that, you know, is for the next record? Um, I think I'm getting more to that point right now in my life. Yeah. Uh, but in the past, I just put everything on the record and I was like, this is it, man. This is a snapshot of my life or my, my brain at this time. Uh, now, as I've like, as I've gotten a little bit older, I've started to really experiment, experiment with like different genres of, of music. Um, like I'm, I'm writing some stuff now that could be considered like almost like hip hop type stuff. Um, but I know that that, that, that's not necessarily uh, going to fit on like a, a rock or, you know, borderline metal album. So I'm sure there will be different like uh, chapters of, of me as, as an artist, as far as sound goes. Um, but, and I, I, I would love nothing more than to have like 
an album that's just like really Mac Miller esque in style, and then have another one that just is, you know, alt rock, and then just a super heavy version of Austin Mead. Like that's one of my favorite things about about, about doing this for a living and being my own boss is that there's literally no rules. So <laughs> I can just kind of do well, as long as I get my job done, which is you know show up and and just work hard and travel all the time and really play and keep creating. And like I don't. I don't want to turn off the creative uh, flow of things, right? If something's flowing out, I feel like that's a really good thing. And if you try to like suppress it, then to me, I feel like, what if it shuts off and it doesn't come back on? You know, that's kind of a scary thought. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, because you, I mean, this I last album has got so many songs on it, right? I mean, you know, to to have an album like this compared to like what most people do, ten songs you know, or 12, no more than like 12 songs to, to have this. And there's a couple like different things in between some of the songs because it's more or less a concept album and whatnot. But you put out a lot of material and, and, you, and you create a lot. And it's refreshing to see because you don't really seem to put any limit on what you want to do, what you want to create and what you want to write. Yeah, like I said, I really enjoy the no rules part. And so, uh, I don't know, I just try to not be in a box, you know. It'd be boring if every song sounded the same. And some genres, like, I know there's I know there's things I have to do for, like, let's say I wanted to be a big rock band or, like, be, you know, on a certain rock chart or, or rap chart or whatever it was. Like, I know there's formulas to do stuff and there's ways you can just go for, you know, something that already exists. But I think what we're trying to to do is, is stuff that hasn't been done before. You know, obviously I have a lot of influences and there's only, I mean, there's only 12 chords that you can play. So you've got to personalize those 12 in some way or form or shape and tell a story that, um, I don't know, that creates, it's an atmosphere that people connect to, right? Like, I mean, that people want to show up and see live that people want to, they want to put on the record because it's their favorite record, not just because it came on the radio or whatever, you know? Um, but that's like, that's the beauty of the creation, you know? Do you like being out of your comfort zone? Uh, yeah, no. Like I think my comfort zone is always moving and changing. So when things sit still or, stay the same too long that's when i start freaking out that's probably why i do this for a living and don't have a you know like a a normal you know job um i I did for a while and then i just found like getting up at the same time every morning and finding myself on the same roads like to the same job and then clocking out and then coming back home i was just like i got really bored of the comfort i guess after a while which I kind of addressed that in the song Black Sheep. Um, it literally says comfort is a hard drug. And so I feel like that comfort that I'm referring to on that Black Sheep album, it could be a job, it could be money, it could be a person, it could be religion, you know? I just think that uh, getting too comfortable with yourself, it kind of eliminates that side of me that I was talking about, like the competitive side, right? Um, maybe, maybe as I get older, maybe it'll change a little bit. Maybe my competition will be like, how comfortable can I get? But right now, right now it's not. 
it's just I've heard different perspectives from different artists about being comfortable. You know, some like to be uncomfortable when they're creating because it pushes them to to do more. Some people like that comfort because it helps them express themselves better. It's just a, a variable that each artist is is looks at it differently. Um, you know, especially when you're trying to create something different from album to album. I just had a conversation with Jared James Nichols and he mentioned when he was working on this album, getting out of his comfort zone, going beyond what he's maybe done before and, you know, going past the boundaries that he's put on himself. And in music, there's very few bands that can keep doing the same thing over and over again and still kind of connect with their audience. Um, I just find it interesting when someone finds that, that their comfort and it's affecting their creativity. So they do things to get out of that comfort zone and like making an album about characters and the story and, and doing the album that you just did, you know, that is really ambitious and, and it's an admirable because, you know, not a lot of artists, especially in this day and age in rock and roll are going to put themselves on the line like that, put themselves out there. Yeah, maybe I was just too stupid to know I was putting myself on the line. I don't know. <laughs> but it's definitely the – I understand some people, and it's just, like, not their thing, you know? And, and that's cool, but I, I wanted – I still think that this record, even if you don't necessarily follow the storyline or the characters, I, I still believe that the music itself is um, – is, is, you know, it's my favorite that we've created so far. And so, like, it's regardless of storyline or, or whatever's going on with those characters, like, I still feel like whenever we were finishing the songs or whenever we were first creating the songs, actually, that, like, a great melody was there and a great guitar part was there, you know, and, like, the composition of the songs, like, how it's laid out. And so, you know, I haven't put any songs out where it's, like, verse, 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 oh, a bridge, and then we're done. Like, there's always a chorus in there somewhere, right? So those things are always going to be present in the song, you know, um, to me, you know, now the challenge is like, how good of a hook can you come up with in a song? How many times can I stick something in your brain and just see it grow? Like how many times can I have you listen to a song before you're like humming that melody or where you're just thinking about those words, right? We talked about temporary mistake. We talked about feel so good to fuck you over. You know, a lot of those, a lot of those things are supposed to be, you know, they're purposely put there to like stick in your brain. And so they pop back up as you're just walking around through town. You're like, oh, shit, what's that song? It's like, feels so good. You know what I mean? Um, so as far as like. As far as getting out of the comfort zone. For me, I think the subject matter can change, but it's always going to have have those like elements, right? It's got to have something catchy in there that I love. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's my comfort zone. It's like just only writing stuff that I really love. <laughs> when you write a song, what's, what's the most important thing for you, the melody or the lyrics? Uh, well, I don't think you can have one without the other. You know, I think early on in my career, it was all about lyrics. And I believe that the further we've gotten into it, the more we've learned to make melodies. Um, it, they're both very hard to, to grasp. Like these things literally fall out of the sky, right? There's just thoughts in your head that you're just coming down from fucking somewhere, right? 
And you've got to organize those things into some way where you can say something, you know, meaningful or memorable, right? And you've got to sing them in a way that is memorable and sounds good, right? So um, some songs I do have like a, a, a line or a lyric or a couple words that I'm like, oh, dude, this tells me something. Let me, let me figure out where the melody at. Vice versa, I just wake up and there's like a guitar and I'm just humming something and I'm like, oh shit, gotta get my phone out, you know, and then record that. Um, but either way, you know, whichever comes first, chicken or the egg, they both have to match each other's mood for me, right? Like if it's something that's like really dark and meaningful to me, then I want the music to reflect that. I want it to be more of like a serious riff or a little bit more of a darker melody, you know? If it's a little bit more of a fun thing, then I don't feel the pressure to write something that's like, oof, that's nasty, you know. Um, but either way, yeah, the melody has to line up with the uh, with the lyric. So I'm on a I'm on a podcast. I have no idea. Yeah, sorry, man. We got somebody in the venue asking me some stuff. No worries. Um, as far as this album goes, and as far as the tour goes, you know, are you you know, where you're at in your career, you know, are you happy where you're at? Are you still, you know, pushing yourself to go beyond where you're at now? What, what is that like for you? Um, I'm very happy with the team we have now, and I'm really thankful for the opportunities that we're being given right now. Um, you know, I pretty much did this. Uh, um, I'm not going to say on my own, but with a very small team of people for the last 10 years. And I feel like the last like year or two, we've really um, had some people throw us some opportunities that just, you know, we wouldn't have gotten with, without them like taking a chance and sticking their neck out for us. So um, I'm, I'm really like this year, I'm just gearing up to try to, to try to take advantage of those opportunities that we're given. Cause I really feel like, you know, a man only gets so many opportunities. And um, so I'm trying to just, uh, focus on what I have in front of me and uh, just try to be as prepared as possible for, you know, the, the, a lot of the touring and the creation of these new songs and stuff. Um, yeah. I think the word happy, I mean, that's such a, it's such a, a broad term, right? Like, am I happy that I don't sleep much? Not necessarily, but am I happy that I get to see a lot of the country and, meet people all over the place. Yeah. That's like a really amazing feeling. So I think I'm just, uh, happiness for me is just like having new cool experiences with folks. And so, um, it's definitely been like a long road for me, like touring, I feel like, um, and my entire crew really works their asses off. So I'm happy that I get to do this with people that, care about it as much as I do. You know, that's like a really rare thing. I feel like a lot of people get stuck on their own um, with nobody to help them. So maybe I'm, I feel like I'm just coming out of that hole, you know, right now. A lot of people in your position, a lot of artists in your position live in that grind, you know, making music, touring, playing, playing different markets. Like you mentioned, you know, in the beginning, how, how does that grind affect your creativity? How does it affect where you want to go musically? 
Um, well, I have a lot of time on the road to listen to new stuff. So I listen to a lot of new stuff lately because I'm just behind the wheel so much. Um, definitely makes me tired. Um, but sometimes whenever I feel like I'm out of gas or my brain is like maxed out, sometimes that's whenever a thought pops in my brain that I'm like, damn, those are some lyrics that I should put down somewhere. Um, but it's, it's like you, you go out on tour and reload yourself. You got to have like a day or two to like reset and, you know, get your shit back together. Um, I've definitely learned over the last couple of years that like you can't live every single day like it's a party. Um, it's hard not to, right? Because you're on tour doing whatever, you know, people are wanting, like the people that bought a ticket for that show tonight, like that, they want that to be like their party night. Like this is supposed to be the best day of their life or the best day of their month or week. Or So you've got to like still, you know, put out that great, great vibes and great energy um, because they deserve it. You know, they're, they're there to, to see you and, and to see the show. Um, and some nights you might just not feel up to it. Maybe you got to sleep for an hour and a half in the last 48 hours, you know? And so those things do definitely affect your current mood on the road. But when I get in those stressful moments, like I just try to take a little bit to myself, like walk away, regroup, and then just remember that like we're being given a really opportunity that people don't have now, you know, no matter how big or small the club or theater or whatever it's like, there's a lot of people that would love to, to do what we do for a living. And, and uh, I just try to remind myself of that, you know, like we're chasing down something that doesn't happen very often. There's a lot of bands out there. There's a lot of great songwriters, a lot of great musicians. And um, just trying to remember to be like thankful for, for what we have is, is really the best place that I can try to stay in my brain, you know? And then I stay happy when I'm, when I'm in that mode, uh, if I complain about all the little shit, like, you know, the gas station or whatever, whatever's going on, you know, man, I guess there are, man, we, we pop to, you know, thing. if I get too close and I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack every single day of my life. So I'm trying to get away from that stress, you know, you're on tour through April. Spring is upon us. You know, tour season is going to be in full swing in the spring and summer. Um, what's your plans for the rest of the year with this album? Uh, we have a lot more tour stuff that we're about to announce. So we are going to be playing all over the country uh, a shitload, dude. And uh, I'm also working on new music, working on some more videos. So I'm just like staying in creation mode, whether it's, you know, creating a show for the night, like Manhattan, Kansas tonight, or I got some off days where I are my only off days that I fly out and go write some songs over in Nashville and uh, just keep on creating while I have the uh, time and ability and, uh, you know, the opportunity to create. I think that's probably why I'm here on earth is to create something. I don't know if we've created the one yet, but I feel like I'm looking. I think you're going to be, I think I'm going to be in Nashville when you're playing at third and Lindsay. Cool. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, it is simple. Definitely. We'll, we'll hang. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, as far as music, this is, you know, the album is out. Is there any other 
something that you're creating that you're looking forward to putting out this year, or is it kind of just touring and playing and, and uh, you know, just work this album out, you know, in all the places that you play at? Uh, no, I mean, I'm already working on a new record, but I try to stay ahead of the curve. So uh, yeah, we're definitely going to be putting out some more songs, but as you said, the lush record, it has a lot of songs on it. So I really want people to take a second to go back and listen to it and try to dig in. Right. It's hard to, digest that much at once so i'm really hoping that over this next year folks get some time to like dig into that last record that i just put out and if you're checking out the album for those listening uh rose romance is an absolute gem so um i i love that so anyway austin thank you very much for doing this man i appreciate it yeah, thanks for being patient. Sorry, I'm walking around a, a venue while people are loading in, but hey, it's what we got. We're in the real world, you know. <laughs> no worries, man. The, the new album is Abstract Art of an of an Unstable Mind. The artist is Austin Mead. You can follow him at austinmead.com. He's got all his links to his social media there. Um, go buy the album. Go stream the album. Streaming's important, even though we know uh, we don't like it, but it helps the artist with the algorithms. So. Um, please go uh, listen to the album wherever you do stream. And then, you know, if you go to a show, check out his tour dates. You can, you know, buy the physical copy at the show, correct? Oh, yeah. Yep. Awesome. We've got albums and CDs. They will be at the merch table. Well, Austin, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. Uh, appreciate the time, man. Thanks, man. We'll catch you soon. We'll be in Nashville. I'm Jay Scott. This has been another episode of the Hook Rocks New Music Spotlight. Go check out Austin Mead at, on tour dates across the country, austinmead.com. They're all there. Take care of each other. Stay safe. And we will talk soon. Thank you. Was I when you called? Or was I first on the list? Your old drunk stumble fall. Roll the best you could get You're an open door Never get declined To find a shotgun seat But it won't be mine Hey, must be the wine Talking tonight Wasting your time So it's no surprise There's red in your eyes I hear the shower running Empty bottles in our bed And you screaming it meant nothing Now you're begging me for another chance It's NFL draft season And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 